Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin. Are you sure he's not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The Women's Six Nation Show on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Yes, indeed. You're very welcome along to this week's Women's Six Nations show. It has been one week in the books, possibly to forget from an Irish perspective, but France are in Musgrave Park on Saturday on a chance for Ireland uh, to put things right against one of, let's be honest, the tournament uh, favourites. We're joined today to uh, look ahead to the weekend's action uh, by Alison Miller and Fiona Hayes. Good evening to you both. Well, how are you? Not too bad. Listen, I don't want this to be awake. All right, because that's kind of almost what the last <laughs> week know. or so has, has, has felt like to a degree. Uh, so we will start on something positive. Fiona, listen, we'll start with you first because I know you picked out your team of the week uh, there for us. I want to start with the backs because the thing that jumps out to me is how impressive Italy must have been against France last week for them to get uh, two inclusions in that back line. Yeah, I thought they were quite impressive. Now, they probably had a few handliners a couple of times inside the 22, but defensively against France, I thought the backs put in a massive shift. Line speeds, they were... Uh, killing the ball there was some huge turnovers Beatrice Strigoni her kicking was excellent as well from 13 so they're, they're, they're definitely on the up what they do need to improve is their um, is how they finish off their tries and and you can see as the competition goes on they'll definitely be working in that area but I mean they were so good to watch at times against France uh, yeah, just to run you through that uh, back four, I guess, as it were, uh, we've got Chloe Raleigh of Scotland, a full back on the wings. Then we've got Claudia McDonald and the aforementioned Auro Muzzo. And then in midfield, it's Beatrice Rigoni and Gabriel Vernier of France in the centre. And then at out half, we have Holly Aitchison from England. And she's joined there uh, by Kira Bevan of Wales. What, from an English perspective, with the performances of McDonald and Aitchison, stood out for you, Fiona? Oh, Claudia McDonald is just lighting it up at the minute. She's doing really well at, at club for Exeter as well. And I, I, I highlighted her last week as someone to watch on the back of her World Cup performance. You know, she's a player that was told she'd probably ne- never play again. She had a really bad neck injury and she went from scrum half to wing. I I, I presume there isn't Ali, no this, there isn't much contact out there in the wing. Is, is there Ali? You, you can enjoy life out there. She's going to kill me. But- can I interject there? That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing but she's just been electric she'd, a, she'd a, a few tries for England in the World Cup it's her defensive skills and her presence is, has been really good and definitely a fine for that English management uh, Then into the forwards as well uh, perhaps unsurprisingly we'll start with the front row because it was an area uh, in which Wales were so impressive uh, last weekend against Ireland and Cardiff yeah, and you have to give a huge shout out to, to Pilatu. I mean, 19 years of age. Um, you know, it's actually funny. I talked about her last week and she spent a lot of her time with Gloucester in the second row. Um, she's kind of a second row back row, but obviously her size, um, her ability, Wales have got her into that front row and no better place than the lovable tight head prop to get in there. And <laughs> she was absolutely immense around the park um, against Ireland. She'd done serious damage at scrum time, but it's... 
it's her big carries and the speed she can pick up and those carries and footwork that is, has really excelled this year. We saw like a little bit of her. She came on and her, got her first cap in Ireland last year in the first game and she's just kind of come on since then and she's someone that's going to be huge for them going forward. And I had to, Kelsey Jones in at hooker. Um, I mean, none of the throws were absolutely blasted to the back, but I thought she had the presence to get in, do things quickly and get their mall formed and she was ever present in getting that pack going to the lineup, which which destroyed Ireland at, at times and Deshade, a loose head from France, I had to give her a mention because we're going to see exactly what that French scrum can offer and last week against Italy, they absolutely tore them off the park scrum-wise. They were going back 10 metres at times. Yeah, the second row then we've got Mane Fellow and Poppy Cleal of England. Cleal perhaps uh, no big surprise, she was fantastic again. Uh, tell us a little bit about Mane Fellow. Yeah, she was just really good for France. You know, they've they she's kind of come into the squad, and obviously you've got the captain as well partnering her in the in the second row. But she's she just was exceptional in the line out, and I thought she was excellent around the pitch. She's kind of a smaller back row than the French, or sorry, second row than mm. the French would normally use. They they like their stocky, but she's very agile. She gets up nice and quick, and with the loss of Medusa Fall Fall, as I should say, uh, my Limerick accent coming in there, but Medusa Fall. <laughs> <laughs> last year for France was absolutely immense in the second row and she got injured and wasn't and I thought Fallou had just come in and, and took over that and was ever present around the pitch uh, Into the back row then and uh, you know a little bit of light from an Irish perspective Dervla Nikavorge uh, manages to get in there yeah, I had to get her in there. I mean, I know she got the yellow card and only came on as well in in that second half, but she just um she brought the aggression, the attitude. She was she the quick tap penalty that eventually led to the try. Um I suppose I, I've seen her working for Munster this year and we now know she's gonna start for Ireland at eight and mm. she's just she's just a player that gets involved in everything and she you know, I talked in the in, about the line speed of Ireland and I thought in that second half that she was leading that from the front coming up as well as Neve Jones but it was good to see her get in and she had a huge importance in the few minutes that she got on the pitch and I thought she made a massive change to that back row. And joining her in there as well Marley Packer of England and Elisa Giordano uh, of Italy again another area in which Italy managed to impress you last week. Yeah, they turned over France six times last week. Um, you know, they were, as I said, the backline were really good. And I think they had two turnovers in the backline, but the Pac Jordana in particular had a couple of turnovers around that breakdown. And it's something I think Ireland will have to target this week because you could see in the first 20 minutes, Italy really went after it. And when they slowed down that French ball and Jordana in particular was getting involved in everything, getting her hands into that rock. And, you know, you can get in there for a couple of seconds and give that referee a little look and you'll get away with it and they just done it perfectly and they spotted when France runners were on their own um, and they were in over the ball and just her carries and she's another person Italy go to in, in the line out as well and I thought she was quite good when they eventually got her up in the air they did a few shaky line outs but when they got her up it was nice and quick Ali I want to bring you in here because <clears throat> as I mentioned I don't want this to be, to be awake for you know what's gone on again in Cardiff and what might come <clears throat> pardon me against France on Saturday from an Irish perspective what positives because I know uh, hearing, hearing Dan O'Brien and hearing Hannah O'Connor talking yesterday there, there were positives particularly in the second half performance that Ireland can certainly take from that into uh, Saturday's game at Musgrave Park Yeah like I think Diana came on and played really really well I thought she controlled the game very well so it's positive to see that from the back of her performance on Saturday that she's getting a start I think 
like she's got a huge range on her kick and I think Ireland will have to use that the weekend and um, like she obviously started in Japan so it'd be nice to see her getting those opportunities she's only 19 and that she can develop but I think she put some nice little kicks through at times um, in the second half um, and that's what we kind of needed to do I suppose in the first half um, we weren't doing that and Wales line speed was so aggressive and we probably needed to keep them a little bit more honest I know that was very difficult in the conditions but Dana came on and put some nice little kicks through got us good position and um, you know varied the game and, and got that attack running so um, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do I think she had the longest range kick of the weekend at mm. 47 metres and um, look she's got her pedigree as a Gaelic footballer I know she showed promise in Carlo as a Gaelic footballer as well not that we even need to mention that but look she's got that big boot and I think you know for a long time obviously Neve Briggs playing for those Irish teams had that massive boot and it cannot be underestimated in women's rugby it's one of those areas that it's probably we need to improve in the women's game is our kicking and to have someone that has that it's not it's only one part of her game but it's mm. a huge thing mm. so yeah looking forward to seeing what she can do at the weekend it's a building block isn't it Fiona that, that I think is probably necessary judging on what we saw particularly in the first half last week yeah and look I know she came off uh, on and there was a, there was less probably pressure on her but I, I've seen her up in Irish camp and she has this ability to to always look relaxed on the ball and I think that's what you like in your tens you know pressure is on them but they just their, their body um, everything about them looked relaxed and I thought that building block when you get a penalty and you know that you can go 40 metres down a pitch or you know that she's going to vary up that attacking line that gives you a little bit more space so because that that line speed from Italy or from Wales, as we've, as Ali said, mm. had to check itself when it came on because you don't know if she's going to dink, you don't know if she's going to grub her. She changed that game, and that in turn changes how other teams will defend you. And I think if we if we can see France will go into that game, they always like to bring line speed. But if she can keep them honest in the first few minutes, it will change up exactly how they're coming at Ireland. Ali, something that was put to her yesterday was uh, that this will be her first experience of Six Nations rugby. Like obviously she got those caps on the tour of Japan how big a difference can it be making a step up from maybe getting a couple of appearances on a, on a tour to heading into the blood and thunder of Six Nations action yeah like first and foremost a lot more media attention a lot more attention on her and the team and I think like if we're going to call a spade a spade and be honest that's what I am so you know there's a massive step up from that Japan team to these teams like France and England and even Wales have improved on that Japan t- team in the Six Nations. So, yeah, like it's, it's going to be pressure there. But as Fiona said, the one thing I do love to see about her, she is relaxed. She enjoys her rugby. You can see it in her. She like, you know, she come on and she has that confidence. She looks relaxed. She is always, if you look at Dan O'Brien and she plays rugby, she is always looking for that offload and it's comfortable for her. It, she's, it's never forcing. It's always just looking. She has the options and she has, I won't say it's not a swagger. It's not an arrogant thing, <laughs> but you can see it in her. She is just like, you know, it's, she's controlling it and she's enjoying it. And um, yeah, I think, I think she'll thrive on, on the, the fact that it's a Six Nations and it's a big competition. I think um, like I'm from around Carlo and they've been flagging this girl for my good friend Kira Kinch, give you a shout out, Kinchy, um, <laughs> had been flagging her for years. Like, um, and had been saying to me, Alison, you need to look at this girl. You need to see her. This is years and years ago. And I remember coaching her in Tullow Community School as a probably 13 year old and just seeing this girl has something, you know, just the, the skill level and her control and her, her understanding. So I think this is what Dan O'Brien has been wanting to do since she's very young. 
Um, she's been out in Tullow uh, Rugby Club kicking with her father for years, so I'm told. So I think this is her dream and she's one of these, we're at the stage now where girls, she's one of these girls that's, that's grown up wanting to play for Ireland and looking at the Six Nations. So I think she'll enjoy every single minute of it and go out there and show us what she's capable of. Is there, is there something in the water down there that makes you a slightly more relaxed <laughs> Six Nations player? Because like, no, but seriously, there, is, there, there seems to be a bit, little bit more of a, uh, just a kind of laissez-faire attitude towards approaching it and that you know ultimately that it's not you know the be-all and end-all that there are other, thing, are, are other things out there in life and it kind of lends itself to being a slightly calmer player on the field Possibly it might be like you know I'm country we're, <laughs> we're country <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I, I, like, I love what Andy Farrell said actually before the Grand Slam game and like he summed it up, it's just a game of rugby at the end of it. And like we, you know, these players are under pressure and, um, you know, to put in a big performance. But at the end of the day, it's something that players choose to do and enjoy. So look, possibly, um, you know, it's a different mentality that you enjoy that. Like she's grown up playing. Um, she's got that, I will say, that that tough country, you know, thing that these that us in the country that we have. Sorry, Fiona, you're in City. <laughs> Uh, you don't have it. <laughs> you have we have a different, different one. <laughs> you have a different level. Of, yeah, and like there is that level of like, you know, growing up, playing, playing your sports, enjoying the, enjoying the the hardship of it. And I mean that in a like, like the like the most possible like positive way that you enjoy getting out there and training and getting stuck in. And it's that mentality thing. And I think if you talk to so many of our finest sports women, especially more so women, possibly it could be wrong on this, do come from these small country areas. And yeah, maybe it's just a thing like, um, I can't really answer that. But um, yeah, there's like a hardiness to her that yeah. will, will serve her well, I think. I think you've answered it pretty well. Uh, Fiona, <laughs> do you want to make a case for the townies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I leave I leave Ali off. I give her an awful doing for milking cows anyway when she was growing up. I I think <laughs> they've got that extra they've got that extra hardship, that that little chip on the shoulder, you know, us in the us in the city we, we grow up with this spoon in our mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll move we'll move away from this debate because I feel it could degenerate very quickly um, <laughs> definitely definitely good uh, Vicky Irwin's coming into the centre on Saturday she's replacing Enya Breen Enya's missing out now obviously through through no fault of her own it's a knee injury has ultimately scuppered mm. her Six Nations uh, season and Vicky Irwin is coming in in midfield um, will we suffer much of a, a degeneration in that area uh, Fiona? Yeah, look, um, obviously, I that was one of the first things when I heard Enya, Enya was injured came to my head straight away. We've no out now 12. Mm. You know, we, we talked about when, when the sevens were there and we won't go into that debate, but, you know, there was girls that could come in and out. Whereas I felt when looking at the squad, Enya was probably the only out and out 12 that was fit at the minute that was in that squad. So it was a little shock to the system. But but I've seen um, a couple of games like Vicky has played 13 a lot for, for Sale Shark and they speak very highly of her she was in Ulster you know she's played her rugby and decided to move over to the Premiership and that will stand her in these games I mean she's playing high level competition week in week out um, she's held her starting um, spot with Sale Sharks she's on the team sheet every time every time I take a look at because I'd always check up on the Irish players over there so so although she's not an out in t- uh, 12 I think with Dana I'm probably a little bit worried about the connections there because they haven't been 
been together and they haven't kind of more so defence than attack. Mm. I'd be a little bit worried around that. But look, I'm sure they've they spotted that early in camp. They would have known Enya's injury straight away and would have got Fiki in there and they would have been feeling each other out all week and how they're going to play together. So defensively, there's probably, I'm a slight bit worried but for Vicky, I think she's capable. As I said, she's been playing that high level. And, you know, it's it's exciting for these guys to come in. It's either sink or swim, I suppose, is what is is kind of the situation where they're at now. And they have a lot to prove after last week because uh, no wake talking here, but they're pretty disappointed. A lot of talk was around what they haven't had, but the players themselves would be disappointed with their performance. And I've seen all these guys play. And I know there is a lot more in the tank. You can look at the outside stuff, but the basic skills, weren't there and they know that and they will go out this week and I think they'll be chomping at the bit against this French team and especially the backs I think they're going to have a crack at this French back line Would you share the optimism there uh, Ali? Like I would share the optimism in that the girls will try and fix those things that they didn't do well or mm. just even you know the level of intent or energy around you know defence and things that you don't need experience for like you just need to have bit of dog in you and you need to have a little bit of aggression so they'll bring that they'll bring that because they didn't have that and that's got nothing to do with how long you're playing that's an attitude thing so they'll definitely can like fix that attitude I think France probably are a team that didn't play particularly well they've got huge talent like and like their back three um and uh, now when you're trying to read like the French updates my French isn't very good it's hard to know um, we were discussing earlier is um, Boulard out? Is she injured or is she just not? Did you find out Fiona? We were talking with this earlier. I'm not sure, but like, um, I'm just looking at the like the French team. Like, I would really rate um, Bane. Mm. She would be one of my favorite wingers. And um, Menage at 13, like Vernier, Bougier, the other winger. Like, they have a very good backline if they can get ticking. So, I think a big thing for Ireland is that 10, 12, 13 channel against Wales wasn't coming up at all. We were just kind of moving laterally and not coming up. So I think that'll be a big area that we need to shut down that French attack because they are um, really skillful and they're physical and they can move that ball and, and like that back three and their central partnership are, are dangerous. So I think if the girls can um, try and nullify even just the space they're giving them like we gave Wales far too much respect and space in in that sen- in the centres and ten twelve channel. Mm-hmm. That if we can cut that down early, put more line speed on and organise our defence and around those defensive things, I think, um, and make France's life difficult. They, like the French can be sometimes their own worst enemies if things aren't going. So what we want to do is basically like really annoy them that they're going to be making mistakes, and then you'll sometimes see the real. Um, character of the French can we really get inside them and annoy them and I think if we can do that and we can bring a bit more physicality but I I, I would probably on paper say our the French backline would mm. be more dangerous I think in attack than our Irish backline so um, we've got to be innovative of how we get on top of them what? Yeah, and just on that, sorry, Richie, on. just on that as well, because I, I, I done the game. So, um, you know, that's why there's two Italian players in there, because they brought that line speed. And they, I, I'll be honest with you, that French backline looked exceptionally average last week. The handling errors were massive, but that's that's got to do with the Italian line speed, the dog in them, the coming up, them putting under pressure. I think Menage at 13 had maybe four or five knock-ons. Vernier was a class act all game, but once the ball got past her, 
that Italian Muto, they all rushed up and they just seem to put massive pressure on France. So although they have like, you know, that je ne sais quoi and that talent yeah. and that and that beautiful, if you if you go down to the nitty gritty of it, if Ireland can bring what they didn't bring last week, you will definitely put them under pressure. I'm not going to say that they're going to come away with a win, but I think they'll be very, very happy with their performance if defensively they can put a step up and put pressure under France. Ali, when you talk about... A good point. Sorry, Go there about Menage. Yeah. I don't typically. She's not your. Um, I think she's probably more of a winger, and she's quite a physical winger, and she's a strong ball carrier. But I don't like her handling and her hands and her uh, passing ability. Wouldn't probably be up there with some other centres in the competition. So, um, like that, Italy. You're she, like you know she had those handling areas, and we can put pressure on her. I think we've seen before in different competitions that her handling can let her down. So that's maybe some area that we can go and target. I think it's interesting what you're talking about, Italy on a whole different level. Italy have always had the potential there and have played some beautiful rugby and probably weren't very well supported by their union. And now that they are becoming professional, we can see what they're capable of. So they'll be one just to watch, I think, over the next few years to see where they can go because they have very, very good players and they play a good style of rugby. But um, yeah, I think think Fiona's 100% right about that. Um, If we can just, you know, get in there and try and make them look ordinary and that's when I think the I think their mentality will show whether they'll um you know I can't think of the word I'm just going to move on <laughs> well no, well when you talk about annoying them is that just a case yeah. of being quick off the line or is it a case of adding a little bit more in there do you add in a little bit of gamesmanship do you just want <laughs> to slow things down in that respect or uh, when uh, between players or, or how do you go about that how do you go about needling and annoying a team of that caliber I think all of the above and I mean like you gotta be smart and you gotta like hit them hard and and it's not being dirty it's not being like bringing the game into disrepute or any of those things it's just being smart mm. it's like um, as you said you know it's it's even if you're an attack and you get a chance to clear them out of the rock and clear them hard or if you're tackling someone you're, you're holding them down the ground a little bit longer maybe than you should and you're you're making sure that you're there and you know you're keeping them on the ground and you're getting it back up on the line but you're keeping them on the ground and it's getting up hard it's you know hitting them hard and yeah like it is those things you got to do that it's it, it's a game of physicality and if you can um get inside their head physically but also a little bit of niggle stuff that that can all in a game where you know so much is in your head as well to get up for things 100% you do those things I was listening to the players think, as well. Fiona. I was listening to the players during the week Fiona and they, they mm. alluded to that in the respect that they mentioned that training was pretty hard going and they mentioned that it was pretty physical and pretty dogged and I don't think it was necessarily just a kind of uh, this is what we're going to do post Wales to try and shake this out of our systems I think they probably have a bit of a game plan in mind to try and, and irritate the hell out of this French side Absolutely. And that's what's needed. That's what I said when the game finished. I said, they better get back to the paddock and work hard physically. I know you've got to look after the bodies and all that kind of stuff. But from how they put their bodies on the line in that game, you knew they were disappointed when they come off that pitch. So you get into that training ground and you absolutely batter each other around. And me and Ali know that. And, you know, you finish, you feel delighted with yourself. You get your rest. But when you're out there, it has to be physical because we know France 
in particular pride themselves on their physicality they think they are so physical and so superior than everyone else but if you can get into their heads and I would imagine Ireland will do that I think they were very passive around the breakdown against Wales almost looked shell-shocked at how efficient Wales were in cleaning them out so now they've got to look at that video and see how they can get in there see how they can slow down that ball because with that as we said the French backline when they connect they can be exceptionally dangerous or when they click so if they can slow down the ball be very physical lie on the wrong side you, you'll get away with a few things all you have to do is look at the ref and constantly ask am I okay here she'll tell you or he'll tell you take your hands away and you get a few extra seconds so it's about the smartness about playing like that and I'd imagine they all went at that at camp and put themselves on the line and they as a coaching staff, you want them going in feeling positive after the week they've had. And I think absolutely going out and blasting one another, it always gets you into, well, I, I don't know, that was me anyway as a prop. You'd always be in great form going into the next game anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but like you're right, Fiona, it's small things like even if in our attacking ruck, we're holding someone into the ruck there and not letting them out. And small things that do irritate you as a player and just those, every little thing like that will add up. And I think that's really, really important. And that doesn't take talent. It just takes your mentality. And I think we'll see a massive switch in that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that switch with the girls because it's there. As you said, we know these players and they're capable of doing it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that that level of um, just simple work, dog, and just see how it how it goes for them. Are you looking for your kind of more experienced players in the squad? And they're like let's be honest there aren't too many massively experienced players within that Ireland squad I think there's only two in the starting 15 that have 20 caps or more but are you looking for those who have a little bit more experience to instill that kind of thing into the younger players and to instill that kind of this is how we have to go about a game if we do need to take it to the limits of the laws then by all means do especially when you're going up against a big side like this and there are pains to say yesterday it's not damage limitation but to a degree you do have to use that in the back of your head yeah, and look, I, I, I think it's it is up to the senior players. Some of the girls coming in, they're quite young, they're in an environment. They probably do at a club level, but you you know, as you get up, there's a lot of talk about discipline and, and different areas and it's it's trying to get that balance, you know, it's it's trying to understand what you'll get away with. It's about looking at the ref, it's about feeling out the game, it's it's learning early on, okay, I can do this, I can't do that. And you know, and you see that as the game goes on, they'll have reviewed the ref, they'll probably have focused on what they're they're hot on and what they're not on and I think the senior players now have to stand up they have to, to tell these girls you go out there and you play your heart be dogged be rugged and yeah there is a talk about damage limitation there has to be but not obviously with the players I mean mm. just in general you're looking off the back of last week you have to be honest but that's where the defence can come into play if you can get on top in defence and I and I remember from years like it's a, it's a very simple thing and I remember it was with Tom Tierney when I when he first came into the Irish team he had a very basic slogan defence wins games I know a lot of coaches say it but you're kind of looking around going okay and it was 2015 the year we went on and, and won that Six Nations but that was a very simple motto and Everybody was putting their body in the line, coming up. And as momentum built, it kind of kept in your head. And every little line break, every time the opposition came at you, it was in the back of your head. And it, it's an old cliche, but it really, if they can sort that out, it puts teams under massive pressure and you get that extra edge then. And Ali, it's a case of when you see with the, the, the small amount of caps a lot of these players have, 
it's a case of instilling in them that, that this isn't again like we mentioned earlier on it's not the be all and end all but that we learn from these experiences and that you use them and that we do get to be a 20, 30 maybe 40 cap player uh, Lord willing that they are, are able to pick up these knocks and move forward from them yeah and I think like they got to hurt you you got it like and I don't mean that in a but it's got to bother you so much that it, it, it motivates you to do everything in your power to be a better player and I think if you can use those like other disappointments and you know last week and um, to be a better player that's ultimately what inspires you to want to get up the next day and do it all over again and um, you know and I know some of them are full time and some of them aren't and some of them are in the premiership and some of them are doing those early morning gym sessions or conditioning with all those things like at the end of the day it's it's to improve and you got to use that hurt and you got to use the disappointment or you know you, you like you, you, you miss a tackle like you know these things got to motivate you to be that ultimate competitor if you look like someone like Johnny Sexton for example like you can see just it's everything and I know it's just the game but at the same time it's 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 the girls are choosing to do as they love it so they want to be the best players that they can be and then learn quickly and you got to learn like you know and you got to learn quick at this level and especially in a six nations when you do not have much time between games you got to learn quick and I think those the best players in the world are those the ones as Fiona said it's sink or swim and they and they kind of survive and they come up and they adapt and they learn and they figure it all out and I think that would be the true test of this group of players that they, they'll go and do that and I'm looking forward to seeing um, the development of these players and how they react and, and you know seeing you will have some girls here that maybe won't be still here in what, seven or eight years but you will see some girls here that have just starting off becoming really really brilliant players in the future and I'm just looking forward to seeing that development that progression and how they learn because we've all been there at the start where you're you got your first cap and you're not sure if you'll ever get another one mm. you know so I'm just looking forward to seeing that progression and who's got that real character and that bite about them and you know it's really it is exciting for them even though they've got beaten well in that first game it's they're playing in a, in a, in a game that's changing for the better with these professional contracts so look it's, it's, it's a tough game but the best ones will adapt and learn and, and move on and look in this Irish team and I think any Irish team for a long time we don't play well we might now because we're professional and we're going on summer tours but always was the case we never had girls with huge amounts of caps with the exception of the Lynn Cantwells and the Fiona Cocklins that were playing for years and years and years yeah. like so 30 caps in an Irish team we probably we do compare it to England but at the same time that's probably a level of experience for an Irish team until we play more games yeah uh, you know? listen Ali and uh, Fiona will be back with more on the Women's Six Nations show after this the Women's Six Nations show on Off The Ball with Vodafone a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team we all belong to the team of us yeah, welcome back. It's Richie here with you in the studio. I'm delighted to say Ali Miller and Fiona Hayes are still with us on the line on the Women's Six Nations show. Is with Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish women's rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Uh, Fiona, earlier on, Ali brought us through some of that France uh, backline, particularly Cyril Albane, particularly Caroline, Caroline Bougard on the wings, and Marine Menage and Gabrielle Vernier in the centre, who you highlighted in your team of the week uh, for last week. Where else... Can we expect France to hurt us? Or from where else can we expect France to hurt us on Saturday? 
Oh God! After after watching the scrum against Italy last week, um, I think they're definitely and probably they would have had a look at the Irish scrum and they're they they will definitely target that area and maybe um they'll try and maul us up the pitch as well. Um, the French front row are absolutely super. They're physically strong, but their height in general, are, they get nice and low and their connections just seem to be working. Um, I, I actually think they're probably stronger than the English front row at the minute, um, just in terms of scrummaging wise. Um, they're, they're, they've been absolutely super even in, in the last World Cup watching them as well. And they're similar to their male counterparts that they, they'll have that kind of bomb squad that comes on around the 50 minutes that, um, is absolutely absolutely no different than the girls that started. So that's probably an area they're going to look to target Ireland. Um, as I said, Deshae was in, she was excellent at loose Um, I suppose looking at these, looking at our scrum last week. Okay. So, you know, we saw McGrath and Lou said, I, I, I thought she was good around the pitch at times. Scrum wise, she's a young child, 18 years of age. She went in there, probably wasn't the best time for her to start. I don't know, like coaching would obviously make those decisions. But, you know, she has the ability to, to be a really good player and an excellent scrummager. She probably just needs more time and thrown in at that Six Nations isn't that time. But for her to come off the bench this week, I think she will have gained a lot from the video analysis of last week it was just sheer height there was another scrum where um where they were Wales tuned out and Ireland absolutely blasted them as well so you know they have the ability to get that when they get low so with Ireland change and, and Linda De Jong is moved now to um, Loosehead where she started last season and Christy Haney is in at Toilet I think she's absolutely an excellent scrummager I think she'd really anchor that scrum um, she's a big strong tight head she was kind of injured for the Interpros so she didn't have a lot of game time behind her and I'd say they were holding her off probably to get her a little bit fitter but but she will definitely um, counteract that. And I think Ireland will be going looking in to improve their body height and get low and try and sustain that French pressure. Because in watching what they've done against Italy is they get the ball in, they'll hold it and then they'll get a wave. And that's when they got go forward ball and very similar with their mall. So I, I definitely think that's an area they're going to be looking at highlighting Ireland, but also Ireland know they're going to come at them there as well. Yeah, Ali, it's perhaps no surprise that we end up with uh, the front row that seemed to function a little bit better against Wales in the second half last week starting uh, this time around? Yeah, look, I'm no front row expert. <laughs> um, you know, having been a former winger, but yeah, you could see the changes that the girls came in and there's obviously been a few changes around the pack and you'll see you see a different back row and, and unfortunately our back row last week just weren't in the game. Really good players, all of those girls, but just unfortunately weren't in the game both sides of the ball. So, um, looking forward to seeing that back row now like get on ball we really need our back row to be like a nuisance and you know to get in there and get involved and like I suppose last week we saw girls in the pack like not getting into defensive malls when we needed them and just a little bit more like know-how and a little bit more um, doggedness in around the, the, the back row because they're such an important part of the game and look we'll, we'll need girls like Dorothy Wall is such like an impressive ball carrier when she gets going and we probably didn't see that from Dorothy last week and look it was a team on the back foot so looking forward to seeing seeing her and like you know put her influence on the game and get running at people she's such a good ball carrier when she gets going um, looking forward to seeing Derv Nicovard at eight but also looking forward to seeing those girls like be menaces around the breakdown and really try and frustrate 
France, that area, because that's probably what's something we were lacking last week. Um, our back row, just unfortunately. And we'll see those changes, you know, Grace Moore uh, coming in there at seven. So, look, um, yeah, and I think credit to the, the subs last week, they came in and that's all you can ask anyone that comes off the bench is to come in and try and make a positive impact in that time they have. So, look, girls have been rewarded for their impact mm. and that's what you like to see. That's what you need to see. And it puts pressure on those girls that... Um, it did start that day and that's what keeps competition alive in a team so yeah we're looking for, looking forward to seeing to seeing that back row um, seeing how they go this week It looks like an improvement alright Fiona doesn't it? Yeah look it's an improvement but I, I, I think it's it's more kind of to, it's Greg and his coaching staff kind of laying the marker down saying look you didn't you didn't play well these guys did they're going to get a shot now and I think that's where we're at with the international rugby at the minute is other than maybe one or two players have cemented their guaranteed place you know it's very unusual to think if you were looking at just say the men's squad for instance you'd probably look at 13 guaranteed spots when you look at most games maybe two but I think we're at the stage now with the women's game that there's probably only one or two and if you don't perform and someone else can come in and take that jersey off you it looks like they're going by kind of the way that if they improve or they can lift their game they hold on to that jersey and and that's what that's what's good about this it's like almost starting at scratch that we can see all these players fight each other for that starting mm-hmm. spot and that's what exactly kind of what you want you want that fight on the pitch you want it uh, especially in the training pitch so it can transfer to these big games but look Grace Moore is is a girl that was kind of in and out and I've watched her with Saracens this year and Saracens have a lot of English players in their pack and every week she's making that team sheet be it they might shift her into second row but in general when she's she's playing alongside Marley Packer and she's sustaining her place so she's obviously lighting it up in the Premiership and she gets a chance and will have absolutely no inhibitions against these guys and we saw what Derv did when she came on the last day she can add a bit of a bit of aggro the only thing I, I know I talked about I'm going after the ball and stuff like that but I do think they'll have to really watch their discipline and learn what they can get away with with the ref as well because we know sometimes um, some of these players when you go after that ball too much and I've seen it and especially when Ireland played France last year I think there was a lot of penalties given away in the breakdown so they have to kind of find that balance and act uh, and you have to figure that out very quick in a game and yeah. you get a sense of the referee within the first few minutes so it's like a sign of these players can they figure that out and read that ref and I'm not sure have they analysed the ref or they do that at the moment yeah and like I'm sure they'll they'll know what the ref is hot on what the ref's not on what they can what they can uh, I suppose bend the the line a little bit to see what they can get away with but Fiona's right you know you got to have your discipline around the breakdown we got to have them on the ball but we got to you know you got to pick your moments and you got to find the right moments and really figure out that ref within the first four or five minutes and see see what what they're hot on it's like Ali it's a tough tough ask against this French side and we are being realists here so what would uh, be a successful outcome from an Irish perspective on Saturday you got me there like at the end of the day they've nothing to lose they've no pressure on them in terms of expecting a win but like I suppose we didn't score till was the 65th minute against Wales and I think like what I would like to see is I don't think we saw much in terms of our attack in shape or even like penetrating the line and making line breaks and just, you know, 
our general attack, we were going, playing really deep. We were playing really lateral and we were taking the backdoor option a lot of times without punching holes. So I think if we can, like, obviously improve our defence and, you know, try and really enjoy, like, the girls are going to have to go out there and enjoy that defence. And I think when you're defending well, you you got it, you enjoy it too. Like, you'll enjoy that, the physicality. But, like, you'd like to see the team like putting together some nice phases of play where you can see what they're trying to do. I suppose last week we didn't see, I, I couldn't, I suppose, figure out what our shape was or what we were trying to do. And and so success, I think, is, oh, look, you've only, they've only had a week. It's trying to evolve that attack and play a little bit. Fix, like, I know this, I'm not putting this into, like, a scoreline. What's the scoreline? Yeah. But for me, it's more about fixing the things that we didn't see, like, the 10, 12, 13 channel, um, how we're defending, um, you know, the girls. I think, like, it's been an issue for quite a number of years now, uh, the last three or four years, defending them all. Like, uh, you know, the line out driving them all. We just haven't that defended well. We haven't done it well. So, like, to see those things, is there improvement in those areas? Um, is there an improvement in our general defensive shape? And especially being a back scene you know, that cohesiveness and the fluidity around the defensive line and, and especially off stuff like Scrum D and different things like that. So, look, you'd like to see the girls get on the scoreboard um, at least two or three times if, if that's been a bit optimistic. I don't know, but I think just seeing a general improvement in everything, not everything, like realistically, they probably can only fix two or three things yeah. this week and that's being smart about it. It's not being... It's not being um, not ambitious. It's just being like, what can we fix this week? So, um, yeah, a little bit more shape and attack, shape and D. And as I said, those things like we, we got punished at an offensive mall last week. So we can improve that. And I suppose Fiona will probably talk a little bit more about, like she did talk about the scrum, getting their shape and getting their angles and getting a bit more, um, getting lower in it. So, I haven't really answered that question in terms of what success because I think cohesion I think is a probably good enough word for yeah. it yeah yeah like cohesiveness in you know defence and attack and, and just seeing the players characters I'm looking forward to seeing like what I'm looking forward to seeing is I, mean, I made a good point Fiona's making a good point about players coming in and getting their shot I'm looking forward to seeing what players take that shot and like stand up and you know, are like here, like I want to be that seven in this team and I want to be that whatever it is, the eight in the team or whatever position they're getting and, you know, performing under pressure. And I think that's how, like how you will judge players when they get their opportunities and they're under massive pressure that they perform. And that's yeah, I, a sign of a very good player. Like, And on the back of that, I think it'd be absolutely huge. You know, you're looking, Ali's right, you're looking a bit more ambition in, in attack, but I think it'd be absolutely massive, Richie, if you could stop France from getting that bonus point win at home. Mm. You know, if you could say that would prove that you've improved your defence and that you've worked really hard and, you know, France might win the game, but if you can stop them getting that extra point and and you've had your systems in place, it's definitely an area of the game that you'd, you'd come off that uh, lovely turf down in Musgrave Park feeling well and good. <laughs> A few, a few, a few burns as well, but you you'll feel great with yourself. I, I saw that happen on occasion during the the course of the under twenties championship. There was lads going down for 
for rucks and they were coming back up with bloody elbows and I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't the better for seeing a lot of those uh, seven or sorry those uh, those uh, under 20s games down there uh, before you both go I want to touch on the actual seven stuff because obviously the elephant in the room is that there are a, a clatter of sevens players that will probably benefit this 15 side uh, to no end during the Six Nations but obviously you know that's a conversation for another day but what we have seen this week Ali is a change in head coach that seems to have come out of nowhere and seems to have been handled in a little bit of a less than brilliant way Aidan McNulty announced on his LinkedIn uh, I think it was on what day we t- uh, Tuesday that he was heading off for a, a gig in Munster um, and that we're going to get it took uh, an hour or two later until the IRFU fully informed us that it's going to be Alan Temple Jones who's taking charge there doesn't necessarily portray the system in the best of lights when you see that happening a couple of days out from a big tournament in Hong Kong yeah and like to be honest the girls are flying it like they're absolutely mm. performing so consistently all through the World Series and like what we want to see is them qualify for the Olympics and achieve their potential and like from what I look it's been a few years since I played seven I've been in that setup but from what like from watching them they're playing they were playing fantastic rugby they were enjoying it huge depth there playing brilliant rugby putting it up to the world's best teams and consistently and they're in a good position and like even for himself I kind of feel like you know he's done so much good work and there's not much time left till you know the qualification would be secured on a world series I obviously have other avenues to to qualify so yeah like to me it was unusual and I'm sure I'm sure the girls are disappointed. Like Alan Temple Jones was an SNC there. I, I came across him in my time, and yeah, it, like it is unusual that that was maybe the the way they found out. Look, we don't know. He's obviously seen an opportunity that he wants to to pursue, but for disappointing for the girls to to lose their head coach, you know, towards the end of something really like the most important. Um, times of their lives mm. um, and I well I think he was very popular he was clearly doing a very very good job that that shows in their results like end of story like they were performing and playing really well so yeah unusual and when I heard it I was kind of taken aback to be honest at the timing of it but look the only hope is these girls are phenomenal players and that they've got really good leaders there like you know Lucy Hall has been around since 2013 or 14 huge experience Stacey Amy Lee you've got other leaders there that maybe you know are young in terms of their age and how long they've been playing but they're leaders in you know um, being able to put in performances on the pitch so look you just hope that they've got enough you know like experience and know-how to just to, to get over the line now, regardless of their coach. And I think this women's team, they've had a bit of chopping and changing since they've been playing. Even when Anthony Eddy was there, they would have had Anthony. And then at times then um, Stan McDowell would have come in and they probably were a little bit used to that chopping and changing. So look, I think they're resilient in that sense. I think they'll be really resilient. I think they'll they'll be able to, to just get on with it and they'll take it. It is what it is. There's nothing those girls can do about it, unfortunately. All they can go out and is control. It's the whole cliche, we can only control, blah, blah, blah. We all know what the saying is, but that's what they'll have to focus on. And look, we wish them the best um, in that journey because I think it'll be a huge thing for them. But yeah, like slightly unusual, we have to say. Yeah. Qualification for an Olympic Games, though, as you pointed out, is very much a, a life possibility. 
Yeah, it's a huge thing. And I think it's it's like for me, it was the reason I played sevens because I like loved 15s. But I think for the, you know, you've got World Cups and 15s, but I think the draw for a lot of those players is to get to go to the Olympics and qualify. And we were very close in 2016. And like, it's still something that I... Um, find difficult you know that like we didn't go and I still would have regrets about that and what could we have done differently and we could have performed better blah 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 so like I think it's a huge thing for these girls and I think that's like their focus now at the moment um, and not disrespectful I, I don't think they'll be worried about playing Six Nations I'm sure they'd like to come in if they get an opportunity but I think that's their sole focus and that's what it should be it's 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 important now for them, you know, to, to qualify. Important for the whole country. Yeah. I think you were mad to get the Olympic rings tattoo, Ali, weren't you? <laughs> oh, well, I think if I, <laughs> I think, you see, I grew up as an athlete, a runner, and I think the Olympics is a huge thing in that. So, yeah, I definitely would have got a Fiona if we qualified. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's any statute of limitations. You could probably just get a small one and just say, you know, oh, we were close, you know. Nearly, nearly. Yeah. No, that, I just couldn't sit with that. That would be like, I'd feel like a fraud. Like, just, How would you get four it. of the rings? And then it goes, <laughs> like, it's, it's nearly there, you know. Then it becomes completely different. What's that tattoo? on? Oh. <laughs> well, let's sit down. I've got a tale for you. Uh, <laughs> Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Fiona Hayes and Alison Miller on the Women's Six Nations show brought to you with Vodafone, a proud sponsor of the Irish Women's Rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Both of you, thank you. Thanks, Richie. No problem. Have a great evening. Bye night. The Women's Six Nations show on Off The Ball with Vodafone, a proud supporter of the Irish Women's Rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.